Welcome to Gringo's Eternal Family's podcast. Gringo's Eternal Family is a ministry with the purpose of bringing God's love to the 99 and the 1. You can visit our website and check out our blog post at gringoseternalfamily.com for more content. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode. Thank you. family happy new month it's a new month it's july and it's the second half of the year we're starting the second half of the year and that's amazing so um we're continuing in the gospel of christ jesus series and this is kind of like we're almost at the end trust me we're almost there and it kind of silenced my heart a little though we're almost done but hey Stick in there with me, okay? So today we're going to be talking about how to preach the gospel, okay? Remember the last time we talked about um, why you should preach the gospel? But today we're going to talk about how to preach the gospel. So we're going to be talking about some practical ways, and I'm going to be giving some encouragement, and of course we're going to talk about what exactly, how do you preach the gospel, okay? So let's just dive right in. So... The Bible says the faith comes by hearing. So believing faith comes by hearing. So that means that we must specifically preach, tell, and witness the gospel. We can't just leave it out for people to be saved. We have to preach it. We have to use our words. So the gospel must be preached and heard. And it must be received and believed for one to be saved. And we see explicit examples of this throughout the books of Acts. It runs through in the book of Acts chapter 3 to 4. This chapter begins with Peter and John walking into the temple. And there was this lame man from birth at the entrance. And Paul said to him, look at me, silver and gold I have not, but what I have I will give. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up. And the man got up. He ran into the temple and people got interested in how he started walking again. They began to gather around Peter and John and they seized this opportunity to preach the gospel to them. While they were still preaching in chapter 4 now, the priest, the captain and the Sadducees, they were disturbed that they were preaching about the resurrection of Jesus. And you need to remember that this is exactly why... Many people have refused to believe, but the resurrection is so important. So they arrested them, okay? And should we say that their preaching was in vain because they were arrested and they just literally wasted time preaching all this while? But you need to pay attention to verse 4 of chapter 4, okay? So I'm going to read it. We're going to read Acts chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. It says, The priest and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. Verse 2 says, They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were preaching to the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Verse 3 says, They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. And verse 4, pay attention. But many who heard the message believed so the number of men who believed grew to about five thousand isn't that amazing peter and john they couldn't even round up their preaching with an auto call and they didn't get the time to pray the salvation prayer with people they were led straight to prison yet verse 4 said many who heard 
the message believed and the number of believers grew to about 5000 they heard and believed they heard and what believed another example is in Acts chapter 10 verse 1 to 48 um this was when peter went to see calenius is a gentle after god showed him a vision of clean and unclean animals on a sheep but we will begin reading from verse 39 peter said we are witnesses of everything he, which is Jesus, did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. It was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. Now 44 said, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumstance believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the ways of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and that they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. So what I want you to see is that they heard, and the Holy Spirit came on them while Peter was still speaking. And we know that they also believe, because again, this is salvation, because only a person who has believed the gospel can be baptized in and with the Holy Spirit, which we also know as a feeling of the Holy Spirit. And we actually talked about this already in the series titled Our Baptism, Why Is It Important? So you can go check that out and listen to it, or you can check it out on the blog and read it. Okay? So, the altar calls and the salvation prayers that we do today in churches or doing evangelism is just simply the confession part. And I fear that this has become the gold standard for one to be saved. The gospel itself is the power of God to save all who believes. This tells us in Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Not all who come out for articles, not all who say a salvation prayer, but all who believe. So before we ask people to say a prayer or come out to the front of the church for altar call, did we share the gospel with them? Do they understand the gospel? Do they believe it? Or are we just saving souls with skillful, emotional, inspirational words and human wisdom? We have to know that this saves no one. Only the message of the gospel of Christ Jesus saves and keeps one saved. So the believing of the gospel in the heart must occur before the confession from the mouth or public declaration. Oh, we just confessed or professed in vain. Then we wander later down the road while someone walked away from the faith or never seemed to have a lifestyle change or any form of spiritual growth. It is because they were never saved. 
And unfortunately, the church, honestly, all of us, we are the cause. We are not preaching accurately. We are not preaching with power. We are not preaching urgently. We are not invested in the saving of others as we ought to be. We must do better. We can do better. We must preach the gospel, not just leave it. We got to say it and it needs to be heard. We have watered down the gospel so much. We've watered down the need for people to preach the gospel by telling people, oh, you don't have to preach it. You just have to leave it. Your life might be the only Bible that someone reads, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you have to leave it out, but it's important. You leaving it doesn't save anybody. They have to hear it because that is how faith occurs. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God, not by leaving. Not about living. So you have to preach it. They have to hear it and believe it. We've been we've been very lazy and complacent Christians when we do this and encourage people to just live out the gospel and not preach it. But we see throughout the Bible that the apostles actually preached the gospel. They didn't just live it. They preached. They went around from places to places preaching the gospel. So long story short, you have to use your words. You have to preach it. You have to take a pen to a paper and write it down and share it. Or take your phone and type it out and share it. Leaving it out is not enough. Also, before we continue, it is very, very important to note that the gospel is not your personal testimony or your salvation story. It is not a story of how you came to know Jesus or your personal encounter with Jesus. These testimonies and stories are very important, don't get me wrong, they're beautiful, and they can actually help start a conversation with someone. But keep in mind that they are not the gospel of Christ Jesus. That is not what the gospel of Christ Jesus is. The gospel of Christ Jesus is a specific message. It is about the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ Jesus. It tells us this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 4. So it is very important that if we're going to go out and share the gospel, we've got to know what the gospel is. We have to keep this at the back, in fact, in front of our mind. Okay? So I am very aware that many of us are not extroverts. We are not as outgoing as some people might be. And even if you are outgoing and extrovert, it's sharing the gospel can be um it can be weird if you're talking to a stranger it can be awkward it can be scary okay so trust me i have felt all that so i can understand what you might be going through honestly trust me but you gotta ask yourself is my fear my awkwardness or whatever feeling you're feeling is it more important is it greater than someone's soul someone's life someone's eternity because you have this hope in you. You have this light. You have it. You have this message in your heart, on your lips. But because you're scared, because you're feeling somehow, you don't want to share it. That's not fair. And there are these Bible passages in the Bible that help me to overcome my fear and whatever feelings I'm feeling, especially fear. Because I remember that God is with me. And this has been very helpful. So 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, Joshua 1, 9, Isaiah 41, 10, and 1 John 4, 18. This chapter, this Bible verses are very important. They're very helpful in remembering that I'm not alone. I don't have to be scared. God is actually with me when I go how to share this gospel with people. 
So now let's dive into some practical ways that you can actually share the gospel. So number one, just share it. Honestly, just share it. Start a conversation. I find that it's always easier when you start a conversation by asking someone about themselves and you get to actually know them. And then you slowly ease your way to sharing the gospel rather than just walk up to somebody and you're all up in their face and you're like, oh, let me tell you about Jesus. And they're like, uh, okay. <laughs> so it's always good to start a conversation, okay? Number two. Share your testimony and your salvation story. I know, I know, I know. I already said earlier that the gospel is not your testimony and it is not your salvation story. But it is a great start. It helps to start some conversations, okay? But you just have to make sure that you include exactly what the gospel is in there. Why are you sharing your story? Don't get carried away, okay? Number three, you can form a relationship and share the gospel often. So this is sometimes necessary because for some people, it takes constant hearing for some people to really, really hear and then believe the gospel. So you might have to actually bond with these people and form a relationship. This is called relational evangelism, okay? And then my personal favorite that I just discovered is Uber evangelism. You know, I recently did and enjoyed this. I have found that this is so amazing. I, I know sometimes we just want a quiet ride to our destination. You don't want to talk to your Uber driver. But it's a golden opportunity right there. You know, rather than you sitting at the back seat when you get your Uber driver, sit in the front instead with your Uber driver and just start a conversation with them. You will be amazed at how easier it is to converse with someone while you're like right beside them. There is no like owner's corner and all that involved. So... But you know the goal. The goal is to share the gospel. So don't get too much into your conversations and you forget to share the gospel. Okay? Number five. You can actually take an intentional trip to the grocery store or to the mall and share the gospel. You know, let that just be the reason why you go there. Okay, maybe you can pick up something while you're there. But let that be your intention and just look around. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to someone and you share the gospel with them. And number six, while you're doing this, you can go with a friend. I have found that this makes it less scarier. It helps with the nerves, with the awkwardness, with the weirdness. And besides, iron sharpens iron. So, go with a fellow laborer in Christ Jesus and win some souls, okay? Number seven, you can share the gospel by writing. This is my personal favorite too. You can write on your social media platforms. You can blog as I'm doing. You can do a podcast also. You can do test messages, write and send it to someone. You can write it later, a letter, especially to maybe someone that's in prison or someone that's very far away from you. Write them a letter. Share the gospel in that letter. So we thank God for the internet. We thank God for the civilization. We can share the gospel farther and faster. Number six, record a voice note and send it. This is interesting. So you just get more comfortable. If you're more comfortable with this, recording a voice note rather than talking to someone face to face. And if you have their contacts, you can record a voice note and send it to them. Just share the gospel. And number nine, I don't have one, but I'm open you have one. So, hey, if you have one, let me know. I'm open to always learning more opportunities to share the gospel with people. All right? 
So here's some encouragement for you. You might wonder, who is an unbeliever? This was one question that I always had when I first started going to stores and malls to evangelize. Because I think in my head, like, how will I know who an unbeliever is? Like, and who is already a believer? Because I didn't want to waste time talking to someone who is already a believer and then missing someone who is a believer. But I just want you to know that it doesn't matter. You won't know who is who. It doesn't matter. Just share the gospel with everybody because both the believers and unbelievers need to hear the gospel over and over and over again because the gospel is a message of salvation to unbelievers. But even to the believers, it's a message of exaltation, encouragement, love, hope, peace, faith. So keep sharing it. So just share with everybody. It doesn't matter who, share with everybody. And you might also ask, what if they don't believe immediately? Sweetheart, that is fine too. Do not be discouraged about this. You have done your part. You have watered or planted. Let God bring about the growth. So you just move on to the next soil and keep that brother and sister in prayer. Okay? And number three. Please remember that the gospel itself is the power of God to save. It is not dependent on how persuasive you are when you were talking to the person. You just make sure you share that word with faith. You share the gospel with faith and let the gospel do its job. A friend of mine puts it like this. It says it in Yoruba. It says, Komaitibo. That means they just shouldn't hear it. Because if they do hear the gospel, when and if they hear the gospel, the gospel is going to do its job. The gospel is just going to do what? It's going to do its work. So the gospel itself has power. It is the power of God to save. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. So let the gospel do its job. You share it with faith and pray. Okay? And number four. Please, sweetheart, practice, fix, perfect. Don't be too hard on yourself, okay? The first couple of times you're going to share the gospel, it might not go as good and as smoothly as you would hope, but with time, you will get better, okay? And finally, remember that God is with you. You are not sharing the gospel alone, so do not fear. Don't be discouraged. Share the gospel with joy and with love, okay? In the next part of this series, I'm going to share a Q&A on the gospel of Christ Jesus. So this will help us to simplify all the content that we've been discussing, I think maybe some of the content that we've been discussing this past few months. And it will also help you to get started on answering some questions that you might be asked when you start sharing the gospel with someone. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, happy new month. And God bless you. You are eternally loved by God. Bye-bye.